Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Summer Session podcast. We put the word out, like the bat signal in the sky. Coaches far and wide responded to it en masse. With great vigor, with great excitement, they said, please, interview us. We have so many important things to talk about. We have so many life-changing things we want to get out onto the airwaves. There's so much about me that the hockey community does not yet know. And then another coach called us, a coach that we do know well, a coach that we have talked to time and time again, and he said, I'm down for whatever, whenever. So we slotted him in. You're going to hear from him soon. But first, a man who only clothes himself in logos, but never the logo of the team that he's interviewing. It's Dan Kay. He's activated sport mode on the bucket hat. I'm rocking a bucket hat because I get yelled at by today's guest for not wearing, quote unquote, his stuff, which is something I've been yelled at by multiple coaches about. Why are you not wearing my gear? There's one thing I will tell you about Dan Kay is that I have never purchased a piece of gear in my life when it comes to teams, right? I, I, uh, I grew up under the tutelage of a man named Charlie Dowd, who was a VP out in Bridgeport for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers back in the day. And he said, here's the first lesson I'm going to teach you about working in sports. Your favorite team is whoever paid you last. That's the team that is your favorite team or whoever's paying you right now. He also taught me about how much money you make off cotton candy in a stadium. It's insane, the turnaround on that cotton candy machine. He said, the first thing you do if you ever run a ballpark, you buy yourself a cotton candy machine and you start selling it for six bucks a pop. Those are the two things I learned. But let's put those lessons behind us here. And let's talk about one of my favorite coaches in the game, an up-and-comer. It's a fellow Sunset Boy. We'll get into that later. A sunset boy. Sunset boys. What is a sunset boy? Well, we'll have to talk about it with this man, Tristan Jensen, coach of the Battle Creek Corn Guys, Colonel Boys, the Colonels, the Kerns. What's up? What's going on, gentlemen? That was a pretty pretty lengthy uh, introduction. Did you like it? Uh, what, what I, I really was. They get more. You're starting to run out of nice things to say about me. You're gonna start saying the bad things here if I keep jumping on the podcast. Yeah, I almost made a joke when Lucas said we, we talked to him a lot. I was gonna say you know almost too much, but I didn't even want to joke about that because you are a fellow Sunset Boy. We'll get into that later. But first, how's the off season going? Where are we at? Sunset uh, Sunset Boys are doing great, right? So can't go wrong with the off season. It's been good to uh, you know spend some time in the sun and uh, get to know a lot of different hockey players that are you know trying to chase their dream through the you know the junior route and. So it's gone well for us, right? You know, and uh, we've got to meet a lot of great people along the way and uh, continue to uh, hopefully build a team that's going to be able to make some noise this year. Yeah, I've been following you guys on social media. The signings have been pouring into Battle Creek. Got to imagine the atmosphere helps a little bit. That building is absolutely raucous. The The town itself is a, is a beautiful town, man. Probably my favorite place in Michigan, i got to tell you. I, I was not a Michigan guy for a long time. But you look at that town of Battle Creek, they got the store. You guys got a grocery shop with a bar in it. I mean, that's crazy. I've never seen that before. That's a Midwest move right there. Battle Creek, talk to me about it. Why am I going to Battle Creek if I'm a player? Well, you just get treated the right way, right? You know, like it starts with it starts with when they walk in on day one, their warm-ups, Lululemon. You know, tell me another team that's doing anything like that, right? Then you, you know, you go to practice and you're going to have, you're going to see little kids that are out of, you know, they're out of school, right? It's snow day. 
they're rolling up to practice to watch you practice, right? You know, you get to game day, you're playing in front of, you know, I think we averaged 850 fans last year, crossed over a thousand four times. And frankly, we were an 11 win team. Like, was it, was it our best year? No, it wasn't, but people still wanted to show up and support the kids. And, and, you know, that's the, when it comes to the experience side of things, not only are you getting the training in the weight room, not only are you getting the training on the ice, but when you can show up on a Friday night and play in front of a thousand people, where they care about you, where little kids want your autograph, where fans are ready to go. If, you know, you get hit, fans are ready to jump the glass to go help you out. Right. Like that's, it's a unique place. It's a one of a kind place. And uh, I I think it's the, I think it's up there top five with the, you know, with some of the teams that are out West, you know, on fan bases. And I think atmosphere wise, I don't know anywhere else that has a better atmosphere than what we have. Yeah. And you guys play for a giant rocket ship made of corn. Uh, the, the Battle of the Space Corn happened. It was stolen. So we did have a secondary Space Corn trophy, which, Lucas, name a show in the business that has that can that can somehow work with a coach like Tristan Jensen to have a second Space Corn trophy made in minutes <laughs> you before, know, you, before a game. You think you think when you, you know, order a trophy and you you not even order it. I want to make sure I want look, to uh... look who's calling me, boys. Oh, look at that. I'll patch him in. I'm going to let him know that I'm working right now. Marty patch him in. It's Marty. I had a whole full Spud Kings calling in. Should I, patch patch him? I don't want to put him live on the air. I don't want to put him on the spot. Oops. I like people to know they're being recorded before we put him <laughs> on the air. Coach Quarters, if when I get back to you, he's going to be able to listen back to this in two weeks from when we record this and know that I was telling the truth when I couldn't pick up. <laughs> Exactly. I was going to say, name a, you're right, name a show that has two Space Corn trophies ready to rock, but also name a show that gets called as much as we do while we're also on the air to the point where now I always travel with an extra microphone that's just always ready for either Marty Quarters or at this point, let's face it, a Ryan Crothers uh, surprise call-in. Um, but we are, the, the best thing about the Space Corn trophy incident was that we got a much larger trophy out of it, which next year we're going to make some structural improvements too. We're going to make sure that it's liftable, hoistable, potentially launchable, um, which was a request that we had from last Not year. Not potentially. It is going to launch. <laughs> it will. The it Space will Corn launch. Trophy will launch each year, and the team's job that wins it is to find wherever it wins. <laughs> We're going to have to... I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Hidden Figures, Dan, about the original, original NASA uh, calculations team. Um, we might need some actual physics people if we're going to recover a, a, a launchable trophy. Um, but it just goes to show you how how much we love getting to be a part of the game of hockey. And Tristan, for you, it shows how willing you are to go to the mat to have a good time, right? To like embrace this this whole kind of, yes, it's hockey. You want to develop the skills. You want to get the wins. But how willing you are to embrace your team's identity, team name, partnering with Kellogg's doing stuff in battle Creek, really diving into what the kernels are. Well, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, and I know a lot of people, you might think of it differently. It's tier three junior hockey. A lot of these guys, like, let's just be honest. You're not going to play in the NHL, right? You're going to you might have an opportunity to go play pro overseas. Right. But at the end of the day, the, the goal should be at this level to help these kids not only develop as hockey players. And I know it sounds cheesy, but it's true. Develop them as young men, give them a great experience and get them to school, right? Like, that's really the main thing of, you know, it's something really cool that we've seen so far that, you know, every single guy that, you know, we're not losing one player to another program. Our guys are either going to school, they aged out, or they're re-signed with us to come back. 
There's not many teams that can boast that as a statistic, right? And again, coming from an 11 win team, yeah. you know, we got to be doing something right then, you know. Now, um, when it comes to the Space Corn Trophy, you guys might be living in Battle Creek then. So I know we discussed you guys coming out to the home opener for us. We got Fort Wayne four times in October. Ooh. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun early on. So, you know, you boys might just have to, uh, you know, we'll have to load up the guest room and uh, I might have to build you guys bunk beds or something like that. You, you know, get you guys a place to stay and you just got to live out here for a month. We'll just build it. If you're a Battle Creek family listening in right now <laughs> and you're thinking about building some players, maybe build some broadcasters for a couple months, you know, maybe. You, you know, happen. Mr. Jensen might be upset at you guys. You know, he was very concerned that he was going to be fired as the play-by-play guy. And uh, oh, no. make it very clear, Mr. Jensen will be back on play-by-play. He better uh, be. I practice. would never take his job. He's more electric than I could ever be. He, he, I, well, I don't know about electric, he, but he tries his best, right? That's what, but that's. Being a family-run business, like when we say that, then a lot of people go, "Oh, we're, we're you know we're family-owned and operated." No, we're legitimately family-owned and operated in the <laughs> sense of my father doing play-by-play, you know, and uh, you know my mom selling tickets, uh, you know, me on the bench, and you know all sorts of different people involved. But it's a heck of a town, right? I think it's like I said, I think it's with the ceilings, right? Like you know, you get a lot of good atmospheres, like Idaho Falls. Like obviously, Idaho Falls has the best facility in the country. Like, let's just be honest, right? Like it's, it's an awesome arena, but it doesn't, it doesn't give you that grimy. I don't want to even say grimy, but it doesn't give you like the, you're not like there. It's like going and watching an NHL game or an OHL game, right? You know, Ogden, great, great set of, you know, great set of fans. They put in, you know, 2000 plus a game, real high ceilings, you know, big open concept. Battle Creek, our rink is next to an old rail yard. We're downtown in the city. The ceilings are low. It gets loud in there, right? We've talked about it. You know, one of my cousins, he, he loves doing little statistics. It was as loud as riding or riding the rail at a rock concert Yeah. throughout the year, right? That's how loud it gets. Everybody's on top of each other, right? Everybody kind of knows everybody. It's, it's a very unique barn to play in, a very unique experience for our guys, and, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. And, and now we talk about not trading it for the world. I... I have a good feeling about this Battle Creek side this year. When I when I watched what you did up in the rum before this, and, and you watch this team now, you watch what you're starting to build there in Battle Creek. The culture's there, the business side of it's there, the hockey side of it, the development side is there. Now it's just putting the wins up on the board. What are we looking at this year in Battle Creek? What's the goal? What are we trying to get done? What what does the end of the year look like if you're happy? Well, I think it's going to be exciting, right? And, and... We've had a lot of conversations about my journey through hockey. I've never had a team back-to-back years after a full season. It's going to be the first time that I'm going to have a team consistently, you know, with not, you know, we had, you know, at one point with COVID, right? Yeah, I got to stay afloat. You know, I ended up taking more of a GM role. It's going to be the first time I'm rolling with a full group back for a second year. Um, You know, it's simple, right? Like, it's, it's just like we've talked about before. I expect, like with our guys, it's we need to get to nationals next year. You know, we've we're we're right now we're the guy that's on the waiting list, you know, to sit at the big boy table and we're doing everything right to earn our spot there, except for winning hockey games. Yeah. It's gotta happen, right? This year it's gotta be we gotta get to nationals. We gotta win back to space corn. You know, we gotta be able to sneak one out against some of the top teams in the country. You'll see in our schedule when it comes out here uh, you know, next week of we are gonna play Metro again. We are gonna play Toledo. You know, we're going to get some of these bigger, you know, these bigger tests that we had last year when you saw our, you know, we played, I mean, half our schedule was against Dan K ranked teams. Right. So, you know, at the end of the day, the expectations to get there, right. The doors open, 
with a lot of different, you know, with a lot of different things. You had some great teams in this division last year, Fort Wayne. I mean, but Fort Wayne is a great model of kind of what we're doing here, right? They had a lot of guys, their guys are loyal to Fort Wayne, right? They were there two, three, four years and they reaped the benefit, won a division, right? Like we're, we're trying to take that model as well and, and implement it here with us returning a lot of our guys and, you know, getting some guys um, from other top end junior programs to bring in, you know, to continue to build the culture and, and hopefully in turn, you know, lead towards, uh, you know, in a perfect world winning a division. Uh, Marty Corder says hello, by the way, and laughed that I was on the phone with you, of all people, <laughs> while while he called in. So I'd like you to know that. He's working on some things for us right now. We'll be talking to him soon. But, Coach, I'm going to turn the wheel here real quick and catch you off guard. Are you ready to be a guest on America's soon-to-be favorite game show once they learn what it is? minor chats the last time we did this um i struggled i'm a little bit more prepared today um i've been studying doing some homework watching some film uh and i feel like i am prepared he is prepared he says the leading score right now will have a prize for the winning coach the leading score in the clubhouse from the elmira junior impact matt manilia and lucas i said it right i didn't pronounce the g he has 11. Matt Manilia with 11. So that is the score to beat. Coach Jensen, I will set the clock. Remember, there are no wrong answers. Potentially, there was one wrong answer from Matt Manilia, who called his favorite, I can't tell you the animal because I'll ask you the same question, and it wasn't one of those animals. You've been asked this before. You'll get another shot at it. Ready, set. Coach, what's your favorite color? Black. Uh, what's your favorite sports team? Red Wings. Uh, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what would be the one food you'd want to eat the whole time? Coconut. Coconut? Oh, that sounds terrible. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Ooh, Teardrops on My Guitar. Uh, would you pay for Era's tickets right now? Yes. Oh, he would. Okay, next question. Uh, other than Tay Swift, favorite band or musician? Juice World. Coach, if we're rolling out, are you going to a diner, a drive-in, or a dive? Oh, dive. Coach, if, if we're all family here, are you eating the breadsticks, the salad, or the soup? Breadsticks. Uh, what's your favorite TV show of all time? Shameless. Uh, what's your favorite season of the year? Season of the year, winter. Uh, sunrise or sunset? <laughs> sunset, boys. At a barbecue, hot dog or hamburger? Hot dog. Uh, name a USPHL coach you love. Oh, Sam Sheehan. Oh, I love that. Okay. If you could eliminate one team from the NHL, who would it be? Ooh, Blackhawks. Okay, last question. Do you want a million dollars? Yes. Oh, he didn't get that one in. That was at one oh one. Just missed it. But, but let me, let me, wait, wait, let me, let a me. Stack of a million dollars. Wait a minute. Back to the same. Wait a minute. Back to the same. I was buzzing, and you were so surprised by my answer that you burned time off the clock. That's on you, not me. That was on me. But what I will tell you, the score is in from Coach Jensen. Fourteen correct Incredible. answers, the second highest score in minor chats history, Coach Jensen. Just built different. Now, if I can figure out the coaching thing, you guys are all in trouble. Let me ask you this one now that we're out of the game. What's your favorite amphibian? Oh, amphibian? <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite amphibian? Salamander. Salamander, that's correct. Salamander. That is 100% correct. You just come back to They're just kind of cool animals, you know? Coach Matt Manilia uh, answered uh, as his favorite amphibian a platypus, mm. which of course is not an amphibian. It's a mammal, is it not? 
It is a mammal, and what is the one thing about it that makes it different than every mammal ever? Is it cold-blooded? It's cold-blooded? No. It is warm-blooded. That's what makes it a mammal. Well, hey, guess what? I did not graduate college. So. It lays eggs. Mm -hmm. It lays eggs. Oh, lays eggs. It is actually. It is also the last remaining descendant of its, of its genus and family tree. And it's got a bill like a. The more you know. That's yeah. the, we should we should do like a theme night. Battle Creek plat platypi. Platy. I think. What'd be the singular of a plat or the plural of a platypus? I think it's just platypus. I think it's just platypus. I can it doesn't go, seem, oh, let me, it doesn't let me disappear right. and, and be Jamie for a minute. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead, Lucas. Please Google uh, whether it's platypus or platypi. I also like that because of my clicky keyboard, you can actively hear me Googling this. Also, do you guys well, want a little piece of knowledge? Sure. We love that. You guys that. know why it's called riding shotgun when you ride in the passenger seat of a car? I want to say, and I could be way off on this, but I want to say that traditionally when they would moonshine, the person riding passenger seat would have the shotgun if they were in to get into a chase. You were in the perfect spot, but just the wrong time period. So not moonshining. This actually goes back to when they had carriages, horse-drawn carriages that would go through lands throughout the U.S. and they would go through the woods to be worried about marauders or maybe tribes that they would be passing, they would have a passenger on the horse carriage that would have a shotgun. What and it would sit next to the guy driving the horse because his job was to make sure the guy telling the horse where to go did not get shot or killed because that would be how they got home. What do you know? Gentlemen, you know. are you ready? I'm pumped. Are you so ready for this, by the I'm way? I'm pumped. So I have... I have some information direct from the source. And what I mean by that is the Australian Platypus Conservatory in their FAQ section has the answer that we are looking for. What okay. is the plural of platypus? This is perhaps the single most frequently asked question about the species. People, Some people use platypi, but that doesn't quite sound right. According to our copy of the Australian Pocket Oxford Dictionary, fourth edition, the word platypus is derived from two Greek words, meaning flat, broad foot. Given that the plural of Greek poo is podes, we must conclude that the plural of platypus should be platypodes. However, given that platypodes has for some unfathomable reason never become popular, the dictionary goes on to say the accepted plural is platypuses. Platypuses, okay. Or you can just say platypus, and it also becomes plural. So there you go. Huh. Didn't think you were going to learn about that when you turned on the podcast, did you? Here you go, Tristan. Last question for you. Do you know what a group of crows is called? <laughs> I, I, I think I do, but I can't remember. It's called murder. Murder. Welcome to the crazy? Dan K Show's nature documentary. I love, I love the fact that everybody else's interviews, like this is what, my fourth or fifth time on this. And it started off super professional and just like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> and now this is just like a normal, this is like a Tuesday night conversation for us at this point. We've asked you the important stuff, right? But look at this. I want to point this out. Lucas, you said on this podcast, when I said Marty Quarters was calling, who did you joke would be calling? Ryan Crothers. Okay. This is not a joke. You can look at the timestamp on here if I can get it. The, I don't think it's going to show up on the screen. But I just got invited to a Snapchat group by Blake <laughs> Crothers. The son of Ryan Crothers. <laughs> Proud traditions carried on through. <laughs> he just invited me to his Snapchat group. I don't think I'm going to accept, 
I, uh, I, don't, I do not Snapchat much. I, I, uh, I stay away from the Snapchat. But, uh, and I, I tell all you players, probably do it as well. Snapchat, uh, not my favorite of the apps, Lucas. It's the devil. It's, it's like a bad app. It's like, a bad I, love, app. I love TikTok, you know, and creating content. Gosh, do I lose a lot of time every day to TikTok. Yep. To the folks at TikTok or Snapchat, if you would like to sponsor the Dan K Show, please feel free to reach out and we'll change our minds on how good Snapchat is. Um, probably probably not. Probably not. I probably <laughs> think the same way about it. All right, Coach, let's get back to hockey here. I want to talk a little bit about where you guys are at right now with the season. Where's the roster at? How are we feeling? Are we are we close to being ready this time of year? Are you you still putting finishing touches? What Where are we at? I'm gonna I'm gonna show my maturity. I'm going into my fifth year in this league. I'm gonna show my maturity, and instead of saying words, and I know that there is not a film, um, you know, a film version of this podcast. I'm gonna let Dan describe the look that I'm gonna give Dan. Okay. Um, so go ahead and ask me that question again on how you think that we're looking or whatever it might be. Coach, going into the season right now, we're sitting here June. You know, uh, what are we looking like? What's the team looking like here? I'll do some Jim Nance in the background. Oh, he, he's giving a sassy look. It's a bit Mysterious. of a side eye. Bombastic side eye, as they say. And the only sentence I'm going to say is, don't worry about it. Hmm. Worry about Again, it. The, the sass in the look, the sass in the answer. It's Get really him a shoulder sash movement. for the, the shoulder sass. movement kind of up and down is what, what makes okay. it so... Uh, are we not going to be any good? Who knows? <laughs> also, I do want to let you know that we can be really bad. There's certainly a visual component to this podcast that gets downloaded <laughs> along with the audio version. Of it, so. <laughs> I like that the visual component could be me in this bucket hat, and then him just 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 sassily looking at me. But no, but we'll, <laughs> we're I, I we're looking we're looking solid, you know. And at the end of the day, like you know, I don't play the game, right? Like I can go and try to evaluate talent, and get the most out of kids. But at the end of the day, they get they play the game. The good part is, is we're returning a lot of guys. Um, you know, we're getting back Connor Haas, who quietly had a really really nice year last year. He's going to be our captain next season. I couldn't think of a better guy to go after. You know, Joe Blair and Connor Trankina, and continuing in the leadership role there. Uh, you know, we're going to return Will Haggerty, Ryan Yaros, and if you. If, if you haven't seen Ryan Yaros play yet, go watch uh, game two uh, against Porter City in the playoffs. And uh, the kids figured it out. Like, he he's going to be – you guys thought Burkle was getting the job done? I think Yaros is going to be that next guy that's going to step in and, and supply a lot of scoring. You know, the good part is, is, you know, as of right now, we'll see how it pans out. We got Galvin Regan coming back in net. Um, you know, we added – speaking of the Ogden Mustangs, we added Nick Pike. You know, age-out guy. He's been around the league. He's coming into – you know, uh, kind of be that role battling with Anders Smith and Nets. So our goaltending seems right to be rock solid at this point. Uh, you know, we get back Owen Miller and Josh Getson, two younger guys that paid their dues last year, and it's time for them to shine. You know, we, uh, we ended up bringing in Nick Temple, playing the EHL for Seacoast last year, 6'4", 210-pound defenseman. You know, uh, a lot of our, you know, our decor is big. And then up front, you know, we still have our speedy forwards and, piecing it together here, trying to get a couple of kids to come over from the NA3, which uh, so far so good, um, you know, but at the end of the day, right, like they got to come in and play and, and do their jobs. I think from a talent perspective, we have a bunch of dogs, right? Guys who just want to come in and work hard. They just, they just want to be the best at what they do in everything in life. And, and that gets me excited as a coach because that means they're going to be coachable. Right. And uh, you know, hopefully with that second year, right? Like last year we took a lot of kids and, and I have no problem saying it. Are we the most talented team in the world? No, we weren't. But we had a lot of guys that were here for the right reasons, and they built something so special in this community 
because they were the guys that wouldn't roll their eyes going to learn to skate or going and doing a fun run over at, you know, Westlake Elementary or, you know, going and helping out, you know, their their billet family's neighbor move his boat where, you know, you're walking around Walmart and somebody goes, hey, your your players are some of the nicest kids we've met, right? Um, you know, so we're going to continue that trend, to, uh, you know, off the ice. And then I think on the ice, right, like we have the talent to back it up and, you know, at the end of the day, right, you got to play the games to find out if they're, you know, if they're truly legit because nobody knows. Yeah. Everybody can sit here and say, oh, yeah, we're going to be stacked. Nobody knows. You, you don't know until you're about 20 games in and, and you kind of get an idea of what you are, right? But I, I'm excited for this group. I think this group's going to, you know, really get over the hump, I feel, um, in the sense of, you know, uh, just being competitive, bringing a good product to Battle Creek and, and hopefully being a thorn in a lot of people's sides. Uh, you know, when you see Battle Creek in the lineup that, man, we're going to get hit 50 times and we're going to have to block 50 shots or they're going to put up 50 shots on us. Right. Like that's, that's kind of the goal, right? Fast, physical, fun. The three F's. I like that. Fast, physical, fun. Spelling yeah. all the pH, it's a lot cooler. But the one thing I was disappointed about with, with uh, Mr. Burkle going away, I never got to say Burkle up. He didn't score with me on the call. I was going to say Burkle up folks. We just got a goal, but I never got to say it. Did your dad say Burkle up on the air ever? I, I highly doubt it. Um, <laughs> To be honest with you, I love I love my father, um, and I love you guys. When I watch film, I do not watch it with sound. Um, normally, it's uh, it's a spit oh. chicklets, or I'm a big conspiracy theory documentary kind of guy. Not saying that I believe in conspiracy theories. I'm not like a tinfoil guy, but I think it's interesting that people do believe certain uh, conspiracy theories. And that's what, when I'm in my office, in my lab, per se, watching film, I throw on a good podcast and you know, go through the, go through the film and watch it with no sound. Well, that's all the time we had for the day. Uh, Lucas, I got nothing else. See you guys later. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I take it. Do I take it personally? No, I don't. Um, I think I'll survive that you listen to other things, but what I will be announcing is that he does listen to me while he's watching tape. Dan K's uh, Conspiracies and Myths with Dan K. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for On this. the Dan K Show presents Conspiracies and Myths. Lucas, are you ready to edit that one? I have zero interest in editing that <laughs> podcast or anything relating to that. Are we allowed? Are, are you are you going to be editing that? Lucas? I have everything. So if he makes it, I will be editing it. Well, let's talk about this. We, we teased it at the beginning of the show, Coach. The Sunset Boys. And I, I will tell the folks at home, if you've watched Ted Lasso, they have what are called the, the diamond dogs, right? And, and they they all kind of, it's a group in the in the coaching staff there that, that kind of talk, right? And, and I think uh, us athletes, us guys, us coaches, uh, us people in the, in the game of sport, we, we don't talk enough. And what, what we put together was a little group called the Sunset Boys that we are. T oh, my God, nor near. The dog is in the room. That's going <laughs> to distract me every time. No interest in being on camera, just wants pets. But the Sunset Boys coach... You got yourself a little tattoo while you were down here visiting Dan Kay in Florida. Can't hear him at all. Is he talking? I'm not talking. You not, didn't want to say anything. Oh, I thought you were you were you were. I was, I was, a, I said, I was asking you to introduce the tattoo. He went. He switched from interviewer to late night talk show host on that though. Yeah, I got very confused right there. Do you want me to like? Do you want me to like? Tell me about the tattoo. Wait, this is a talking <laughs> show. Well, 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 tell me about the tattoo. Wait, you got you, a tattoo. Them, well, to understand the Sunset Boys. Okay. okay you have Wait, to understand you that that Lucas Jones loves sunsets. 
loves it. And made it very clear, randomly standing on a pier in Florida, going, man, I just love sunsets. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I believe it was Jason Shmulevich who went. So you're Jacob, a sunset. You mean Jason Shmulevich? That's that. Did I butcher it? Did I butcher it? Coach, Coach Sheehan and Jason Smilovich, two well-known coaches. Wow, I'm really butchering today. You know, it's a tough recruiting season. You're overworked. Look, you're tired. There's so many names, Lucas. I know. Please, Wait, that's actually listen. that's a total side note. Players, make sure to always put your name in text. Yep. Because that's the amount when I'm that's talking good. to the 15th Jason that I've talked to since April. I'm going to get confused. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I think you're a really good hockey player. I think you're a really good kid. Still going to get confused on your name. I still, to this day, Caleb uh, Caleb, uh, Dutarolo, I called him Bangarang for, I think, six months. I just learned how to say his name like a week ago. I love Caleb. He's, He's a fantastic. He's a fantastic young man. He played for me for a year, but I could not pronounce his last name for the, the life of me. Yaros? Mom yelled at me. It's Jaros, hard J. Jaros, J. But well, he's so Jaros. Here's the thing, and it's two lessons for players. That right? was Dylan so, Belgian. This is for Not players that are, that are out there right now who are, who are coming into a new organization this year. Number one, always sign your text message with the full name. Love that. Because that's something that you don't normally think about, right? It's like, oh, yeah, of course, they're going to save my number. They're not always going to. Dan K famously doesn't save any number. He just commits it, it to memory. Memorize. Like a weird. I never lose my phone. I know everyone's number by heart. Um, What's my phone number? Start with a seven. <laughs> so wrong. That's so wrong. So he had a one in ten shot. Um, the second thing, though, and and it's it. This is for us too, as broadcasters, right? Dan, Dan, and I travel the country, doing hundreds of broadcasts each year. Every broadcast has two teams. Every team has about twenty three names on it. We have to learn. Give your coach your preferred pronunciation of your first and last name. Your preferred pronunciation. I don't care if, if, if your family pronounces it one way and you don't want to pronounce it that way, that's fine. Just tell your coach how your name is pronounced because then when we ask your coach, how do you pronounce this kid's name? We're the ones who get yelled at when it's wrong. Coach Jensen, you have a question. Lucas, I'm going to one-up you here. Okay. Write it down. Yes. Write it down. Write down your pronunciation. Okay. Majority of the coaches at this level are GMs, head coaches, therapists sometimes, right? They have their own lives outside of. There's plenty of coaches in this league that this isn't a full-time thing per se, right? Like they have they have other things that they do. If you want your coach to remember it, write it down or send it in a text with your full name signed. What do you know? Because that will help out tremendously tremendously because if you don't know and let's just say hypothetically dan k and lucas they come out to your rank we'll use the dan k show holiday follow challenge as an example you guys hang out in the office if there was a piece of paper that had a pronunciation on it lucas's keen eagle eye would more than likely go is that the pronunciation for caleb dunarolo and i go oh well you know what yes it is there you go, Mr. Lucas. Enough, yes, it is. And yeah. now we don't have any angry parents yelling at Dan K in the lobby of a hockey building. I love that. Because yeah, my and, goal and is to get all your names right. That's it, right? It shows a coach you're forward thinking too. You're you're someone who's attentive to the details, right? That you're you've got all this stuff ready for him. It is it is the the modern world, right? It is the you're connected to the media. Players have to be media ready. 
right? And players have done a, a pretty good job, I think, over the last couple of years of getting more media ready at a younger age. And now watch how I spin this like a professional. Coach, your social media for the Battle Creek Colonels is one of the most impressive across a lot of the teams that we work with. It, it is the most creative, I think, consistently. The way that you approach social media, the fun that you have, and the professional of the professionalism of the videography, right? That you've gone out and you've sourced the video you want. Why is social media so important to a team and to its players? Well, it's fun, right? You know, at the end of the day, you got to be prevalent. You, you, everybody's heard the saying, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? The whole way going, tying it back to Sunset Boys, a tiny bit. The only reason myself, Dan Kay, Lucas Jones, we have come together in this world is because I would not leave them alone. Whether it was on social media, whether it was calling them, whether it was just showing up at showcases and saying, let's let's do an interview now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whether it was bringing me to my house and taking my television and then calling me and saying, if you want this back, do an interview. And I said, is your fridge running? You should probably go catch it. You know, Ah. things like that, you know. Um, So when it comes to social media, right, like, you have to be prevalent all the time. Like we're in the off season right now. You have to make sure that you have content lined up all the time as a team, right? Now, if if you're a player and you're on social media, my word of advice, get off it. If you're going to be on it, you're posting a picture with you and grandma sitting at dinner. That's it, right? Like social media can be your biggest asset, but also could be what will derail you throughout life. Number one, it kills productivity, right? It does a lot of times. There's a lot of good uses for it, but it, it, you know how many times we talk about it? I bet you everybody in their life at some point or another has said, I'm going to bed at nine o'clock and all of a sudden look down, it's two in the morning and you just went through TikTok for four hours. That's right. Five. five, whatever. I'm not good at math. <laughs> I didn't graduate college. Um, <laughs> um, you know, little things like that, right? Sometimes like, you know, you want to go and post a picture of you out at a bonfire in the off season. Is that the smartest thing to do? Right? right. Yes. You want to tell you, you want the pretty girl that maybe you got a crush on to see you on Instagram, call her, text her, do that. Don't, you know, you don't got to post something on Instagram because we watch these things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have no problem saying it and people, people can laugh at me or say that it's, it's not right. I have a burner account. I follow every single one of my players. Yep. They don't know that I'm watching, but I'm watching because at the end of the day for us coaches, when we go to put our name on the line, for you with a, a school, a tier two team, you know, when we're bringing you into our organization, we want to make sure that you're doing the right things outside of the rink. At the end of the day, the easier you can make your life outside the rink, the easier your life's going to be in the rink, right? We're here to focus on playing hockey. This is, I, everybody should be grateful when you wake up and play juniors. Like to this day, I would love to put my pads back on and play again, right? Um, you get to focus on your craft, you know, for eight months out of a year. Don't burn it because you want to take a picture at a bonfire and, and have something that you shouldn't have or, you know, being something, you know, doing something stupid. Your buddy might not have, you know, have uh, what you have at risk. Right. So with social media, like we like to have fun with it because we want to showcase the players. Right. We want a player to feel important. We want a player to be able to show off, you know, to his friends. Hey, look, at I just committed to college. This is what my team did for me. Or, hey, look what I'm doing right now. And we try to do it in a healthy and a fun manner, you know, that. It, it brings exposure. It's something that maybe gets a laugh out of somebody if they're not having a good day. And they go, what is this team that is named after corn? And why are they posting a meme of uh, Pablo Pascal eating a piece of bread? You know, well, we're saying we miss our fans, right? Like 
it, it just it, it starts a conversation, right? Like, and that's from a business standpoint, it's incredibly, incredibly important. Teams got to do it more, right? Because with social media, the moment that you think you have it under control, it's already changed again. There's something new, there's something better, there's something that's pushing, and you have to be able to stay on top of that. From a player standpoint, stay away from it. It's not worth it. You're it's a brand, not, right? Like, you're a brand. That's a great way to put it. You are a Nike. brand. Yeah, you're your own Nike, you're your own Welch's grape juice. Like you are whatever brand you want to I wanted to break out like a cool brand. I want to show them a marketing guy and I'm not just gonna say Nike and another big brand, but like you are your own brand. And and that you don't have to be Michael Jordan to be a brand. You can be Tristan Jensen, you can be Dan Kay, you can be Lucas Jones and be a brand, whether that's social media, what media, whether that's how we hold ourselves during a game. Like, especially you look at guys, body language is key, right? I've seen body language in guys eight nothing nine nothing that's better than some guys in a 2-1 game and those are guys you want to recruit like i was just at the american athletic conference division one base what is this now who's this that's texting in oh he got another player while he's on the air just signed a player while he's in this in this broadcast studio but you look at it like i, I was at the american athletic conference and i'm sitting next to a bunch of scouts a bunch of mlb scouts and this is a conference tournament game. 4 nothing. this team's trailing. I don't want to call a guy out. Center fielder, lollygags after a ball in the gap. Gets by him. Should have gotten there. Thought he was going to get there. Beats him by a step. Three runs score. Shrugs his shoulders. Makes a bad throw in. Throws it away over a cutoff's head. Guy gets an inside-the-park home run unofficially, right? Game's over now. Now it's 8-0. All because he didn't cut a ball off and keep it to a one-run game. We are a brand in the game, on the ice, off the ice, in the weight room, social media. Got to take care of all that. Coach, you signed another player. We're getting to the close of the show here because we got next up. We got to tape. We're taping all these at once for the folks at home, a lot of these. But they're going to air over time. Right after you, we got Dan Hodge coming on. Sonic the Hodgehog at, at, a, at a Twin City. But I got to ask you, if I want to play for Coach Tristan Jensen, what do I got to do? We've said it before and I'll say it again. Call me. Don't email me. Don't have dad email me or mom email me. Just call me. Tell me why you want to be here. Because yep. at the end of the day, we want guys that want to be here and the guys that want to work. We'll figure out the talent side of it. We'll figure out where you fit in the lineup. We'll figure all that stuff out. I want to see that you want it. Because I know for me, right, I'm still a younger guy, right? I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. It's me and Nornier who's sitting valiantly right here. I think she's a little irritated. I won't play rope with her right now. Um, but we want to see that you want to invest in yourself. And when you do that, then that makes us want to invest in you. Right. And that's, that's really the big thing. Um, you know, so pick up the phone and call me, go to battlecreekkernels.com, go to Instagram, you know, go to Twitter, Facebook, send a message Just say, Hey, uh, this is my number. Can you give me a call? Right. Or give me a call, shoot me a text, say, Hey, we're just, I'm interested. I want to hear more about the program. Um, you know, whatever it might be. And, and, you know, something that we like to do and it's, it's, it's different and it stinks sometimes, but we're, we're blatantly honest. I've told players that, Hey, it's just not, we're not the right fit for you. You know, whether that's, you know, you're not going to be happy here or, you know, this isn't the ice that you're going to get or whatever it might be. You know um, we try to make it, you know, we try to make it as, as welcoming as possible. Right. I use for an example, we have a player that really wanted to come and play here. He could have played closer to home for, less money than what he would have paid to play here. I looked at him and said, go play there, man. Yeah. You're going to get the opportunity. You're closer to home. It just, it makes more sense. Right. I'm not, there's no hard feelings there. I, I'm going to help the kid try to get to college this year. Right. 
that's what we're here to do. You know, at the end of the day, we're here to help kids. And and so, uh, you know, if you want to be a part of Battle Creek or you're interested, if you're an 07 and an 08, right, you're thinking about playing junior. The quicker you, you know, you put that little seed in my head that, hey, this kid, this kid wants to come play here, um, you know, the better off you're going to be. So feel free to just reach out. Putting seeds in his head. I put a chia seed in my tooth that has been stuck in there the whole broadcast, and I cannot wait to fish this thing out of there. Playing through the pain, upper body injury for Dan Kate Lucas Jones, your parting words. Nothing. Tristan, Coach, Jensen, Sunset Boy, what are your parting words for the folks at home? The Sunset Boys. This is a group of young men who we hope to grow in the future. It is I, Tristan Jensen of the Battle Creek Colonels. It is Dan Kay of the Dan Kay Show. It is Lucas Jones of the Dan Kay Show. And it is Schmules of the Columbia Infantry. We are a group of young men that were trying to change this game. And we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to rock the boat till it tips over and we have to go buy a new one. Building the game better. And if you want to get on that train, this is a this is an open tryout for all those young men out there, young women out there that are trying to change the game. Get involved. Call Dan K. Call me. Spread ideas. Shoot for it. Go for it. There's there is no way that you can move forward if you're thinking about taking that first step. You just gotta go. So if you want to become a sunset person, a sunset boy, a sunset girl. And push the envelope in hockey and what we do in the community and marketing and, and broadcasting, whatever it might be. The time is now because we're coming. So let's get after it. That is all. The sun never sets. Well, actually, it does once a day on, on a sunset boy, girl or sunset person, um, because that is the whole point. It is about enjoying that moment. Those are my parting words. Enjoy the moments, right? all throughout your junior career, through your playing career, through it all. Coach Jensen talked about there's times when you want to go lace them back up. I've been watching the College World Series, and I'm just picturing my old glory days. I found myself salivating on Saturday while I was holding a baseball in my hand, trying to trying to regrip the ball, trying to feel it again. I wanted to be back in the moment. I wanted to be back on the field, but then my knees hurt. My knees hurt too much to go back out there, Coach. But what I want you guys to know, that, that Sunset Boy idea, it's just trying to remember in those moments, you know, you want to have you want to have those people to talk to and you also want to have those people who champion the same things as you. It's been a while since I've used this phrase, but crabs in a bucket. Always got to remember if you catch one crab and you put one crab in a bucket, you turn your back, that crab is going to climb right out of that bucket back into the water. It's gone in seconds, no problems. You catch two crabs, you put them in the bucket. They're going to latch on to one another. No matter how hard they want to get out, they'll never let each other go. You could put two crabs on a paper plate. They won't get out of there. They'll grab each other. They'll panic. They'll hold each other down. Make sure that you're not surrounding yourself with crabs, but you're surrounding yourself with fish that are going to school with you and swim in the right direction. Be a shark. Don't be a crab, baby. Let's go. And Dan Kay's on the mic. It's always hockey night. Coach Tristan Jensen, the Battle Creek Colonels, Roll Kearns, Going after that, we're going to shoot a rocket into the air this year. Call me Elon Musk because we're firing a rocket to the moon, and it's going to be won by somebody between Battle Creek and Fort Wayne. I'm not going to step in 
you know all of our sponsors, GMU Sport, all those guys, you know, Remastered Sleep, Dan K. Show, check out for 10% off. Uh, Selly Salt, you know, body-trek.com. You know about all of them. The Pueblo Bulls, Run with the Bulls, they're a presenting sponsor. I'm rocking a bucket hat. I'm enjoying my summer. I hope you are, too. If you want to be a Sunset Boy, go to www.sun... I'm just kidding. There's no sunsetboys.com. Don't go to it. DanKShow.com. You can go there. You can reach out to us.